We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. It is a solo-ish episode. Quick hit for me today as Patrick is out gallivanting around the Northwest on his uh, on his sabbatical, quote-unquote. Uh, he is going to be joining us here in a couple of minutes. I'm going to give him a call. He's, I believe, in Leavenworth today. And uh, he's been to Montana and Idaho and Spokane the last uh, week or so. So we'll hear about his beer experience and his week in beer and what he's seen so far in a couple of minutes. Uh, you can find this podcast most places you can find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, OmniRadio.com, TennyToTheFan.com. And uh, you can find us on social media, Instagram.com slash us. You can also DM us there. That's kind of where we are most active in terms of for the podcast, my personal page is uh, on Twitter at Mike Lynch 27. And then Patrick is on Instagram at P Diddy 085. He's been posting pictures from his trip on there. If you follow him there, you've seen, uh, I think he ran into some snow in Montana. He was trying to beat it. He did not beat it. Uh, we will do a beer of the week at the end of the podcast. Just me. There was a beer in the fridge that Patrick said, Hey, do that for the beer of the week. I said, okay, so that'll be coming up here. You know, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes or so. I'm not sure how long Patrick's going to be on the phone for, but, uh, uh, but yeah, that's all the all that stuff out of the way. My weekend beer quickly before we dive into the the chat with Patrick. Uh, I I kind of went a little crazy at Market of Choice this week. Sometimes I go and I get like four, and I have that over the course of a football Sunday or something. And you know I'm eating, I'm drinking, I'm just kind of laying on the couch enjoying myself. I think I got like seven beers this week. Uh, like the notables for me, there was a couple. I had yet another wonderful beer from ferment their bottom ferment series this time they had their keller beer uh, oh my god it was good it was so crisp and clean and easy drinking every one of those in the top and bottom ferment series has been so good to me even the hazy that i had the one i didn't even realize i was getting a hazy when i got it it was good it was good for a hazy to me so that was really enjoyable uh, i also had this really really cool collaboration it was a collaboration between Alesmith and Omnigang. Uh, Omnigang is the brewery that's at a Cooperstown, New York, Baseball Hall of Fame's home. Uh, they did all the Game of Thrones themed beers, and then Alesmith is known for uh, the Speedway Stout. And their beer was called Philosophy and Velocity. Uh, it was an East Coast edition, it says. It was a blend of a Belgian-style quad and an Imperial Coffee Stout. I saw that and went... Mind blown. Obviously, I love Imperial Stouts, although I've talked about on the podcast, coffee's not my favorite go-to flavor in that. Uh, and I like quads as well because I like the maltiness. I like kind of the toffee, the date, the kind of sweet flavor profile. So when I saw it was a blend of those two, I was kind of like, 
I don't know if I'm going to like this, but I have to try it. I absolutely have to try it. It was good. Uh, it wasn't like the best beer I'd ever had before, but in terms of blending two styles, I didn't really consider going together. I thought it was pretty solid and that's, and, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but that was kind of one of the, one of those beers you would get when you, when you're going there looking to try something unique and you're risking it not being great. And it turns out to be good. It was this kind of beer. Like, I mean, I like stouts. I like dark beers. I, I liked both these breweries in, in the past. Um, so I, I trusted it to a certain extent. And there was actually a guy there who was looking at it as well. And he was like, I, I grabbed it and he was like, Oh, uh, do you know anything about this beer? I was like, well, I know the breweries. I just don't know anything else about it to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's Ailsmith's known for this and Omnigang's known for this and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. And then the last one that was actually my favorite from the week was it was the heater Allen McVin McMinnville harvest lager. And, it was just a, it was a simple beer, but it was made using, I think it was Willamette hops and it was all, all ingredients that they got locally from McMinnville for that beer. It was so bright and refreshing. I loved it so much. It was so, so good. Um, I also tried an Italian style Pilsner from cold fire, which is a brewery I haven't had a lot of recently, but I've enjoyed their stuff. Uh, I had that from them, which was good. I had a Lupulin style IPA also from cold fire. That was a hazy, um, but it wasn't overly hazified it was just it had a little bit of the chalky quality to it but i actually didn't didn't mind that one too much either in terms of it being a hazy uh there was a couple others i got oh i got a killer red from double mountain which was solid as always the fresh hop uh, ira and i think maybe one or two more that i'm not fully remembering but that mcminville harvest lager if you see that on the shelf somewhere try it grab it it is really really good uh so that was my week in beer i did go to breakside um on monday and I believe I tried, oh, I'm already going to forget what I tried there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had two beers. I'm going to look it up quickly. I don't have Patrick to distract you guys while I talk. Ah, open phone. Okay, it opened. I tried the U.S. Toberfest, which was, I believe, a collaboration with a brewery I don't know uh, because it's not on their website. Uh, it's a California coastal lager made with honeyed malt, fresh or uh, flavors of honeyed malt, fresh flowers, and clean. Uh, that was a it was a good, solid, uh, nice, light tasting beer. And then I had a Starstruck IPA, which was a collab with Ecliptic. I do remember that West Coast IPA. Uh, the 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 flavor they put on the menu, lychee, very prominent. I got a lot of lychee in that beer when I had it. I really really enjoyed it. So that one was very very good. And uh, yeah, so that was my that was my total week in beer. All right, well now it's time to welcome in co-host of the podcast, star of the podcast. Patrick Harris, who is uh, not with us today, but he is over the phone, and he is so gracefully, while he's driving, it sounds like, um, yep. decided to uh, to join us to tell us about his uh, his week in beer. I, I told the people you've been gallivanting around the Northwest on your supposed sabbatical. Yes, yes. I'm currently leaving Wenatchee. I'm almost to Leavenworth, Washington, which is a cute little Bavarian town at the foothills of the Cascade Mountains. A uh, cute little town in central Washington, but man, I've been I've been everywhere. I've been I've been in Idaho. I've been in Montana. I've been in 
Washington, and I'm going to stay in Washington for a little bit. So you've been sending me some pictures and some menus and stuff as, as you've been there. You're taking this trip solo, and I did I didn't mm-hmm. notice this. I, I talked about this on the baseball show yesterday. I was like, Patrick's texting me more than normal. It's because he's by himself, and he wants, he wants friends to be involved. <laughs> and I was like, I'm fine with it, but I was just laughing because I was like, Patrick never texts me this much. <laughs> <laughs> I know my girlfriend was like, am I bothering you too much? And I was like, no, I literally have nothing to do. I'm literally just wandering around. <laughs> um, so, uh, so beer-wise, what have you been uh, finding? What are some of your hot takes from the trip and beer so far? Well, the most interesting thing, so I, I've spent I spent like a full day drinking at breweries in Missoula. Okay. And then I also kind of danced around Kalispell and Whitefish, where there's actually a, a decent amount of breweries up there as well. Uh, the thing that I learned from Montana is nobody makes lagers. <laughs> They're behind the times. Nobody makes lagers. I mean, like you walk into a brewery and they like they don't even have a pilsner. It's just it's just golden ales and scotch ales and reds and really bad IPAs and yeah, it's it's it, it's been interesting. So it's a, so it sounds like they like their malt in Montana then if they're giving you scotch ales and red ales. You do, and I asked I asked this guy. I was like, how come nobody brews lagers here? The guy was like, oh, we just don't have the tank space for it. And I was like, BS. You just don't want to spend four weeks making a lager when you can turn an, an ale in two weeks. <laughs> so have you found yeah, like, had, have you found anything that you liked a lot or was it just kind of like a, well, I mean, this is certainly a beer. Well, I picked up, I have a bunch of stuff that I'm coming home with. Um, I went to this place called Kettle House, Kettle Works, Kettle Works, I believe in, uh, or is it in Missoula? And uh, they, they make the number one most popular craft beer in the state of Montana. Okay. And that is, it's called Cold Smoke. It is a scotch ale. I was like, <laughs> a scotch ale? I told this bartender, I said, I'm from Portland, Oregon, and if you can sell a scotch ale if your life depended on it. And he looked at me, he was like, what? That's crazy. They're so good. I was like, dude, they're like, they're like 9% malt bombs, man. I'm not into that. Even my buddy, even my buddy who lives in Whitefish was like, oh, cold smoke, dude, that's my snowboarding beer, man. You put a couple of those in your jacket and you just crush them on the mountain. <laughs> crush a <Nobody's>, 9%? <laughs> nobody's crushing cold smoke scotch ales. At least I'm not. But <laughs> that's that's wild. It's the Northwest. It's still the Northwest, right? Montana still counts. And that's yeah, like, it is the Northwest. I mean, like, what the hell? It's such a huge difference. <laughs> but so I didn't try it because I bought a variety pack of them and uh, we can drink one next week and then and, and see how it is. All right. We can maybe have we'll a- do maybe we can do a style episode on scotch ale since this is the most popular beer in the state of Montana. <laughs> OK, <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that. So, and then I danced around some breweries in uh, Spokane yesterday and actually found some really cool stuff. Uh, Victor, friend of the show, uh, kind of gave me some suggestions on where to go. And I I. He was he totally hit it. I stopped at this place called Whistle Punk. They had a Hellas Lager that I thought was incredible. I have a couple cans of it. Uh, I don't know if it'll make it all the way home because I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then I tried some other places. I went to No Lie, which is their biggest brewery, uh, kind of the, probably the most known. Yep. I stopped at this place called Iron Goat, which I thought made really good beer as well. And I had a decent IPA from this place called Lumberbeard, which I've started to see on the shelves in Portland. Uh, but it's all hazy stuff, so I haven't really tried it. Uh, and then I went to Perry Street uh, because they just won uh, a gold for their IPA. And the uh, they didn't have it on draft. It got tapped this morning. So I didn't get to try that. So you missed it. 
Yeah, we're going to talk so a little bit more of the GABF stuff. Uh, did we do that last week, or we're, we're going to do it next week? I don't even remember anymore. We can do it next week. We can do it now. We can do whatever. Yeah, I mean, although I don't remember everything. Yeah, let's do it next week when you're when you're back and we can actually have the list in front of us. But uh, we will say that uh, one of our great friends uh, won themselves a gold medal at GABF. In the American Strong Pale Ale, which should be renamed to West Coast IPA. Because that's the only thing that wins in that category. And uh, it was a West Coast IPA, and it's a favorite of ours. So it's a little tease for you if you didn't look. Uh, friend of the friend of the podcast. Getting themselves friend a gold medal. Very, very cool. Friend of the podcast, yeah. And actually uh, may have more news on that front to divulge at another date. Okay, sounds good. Um, the... Did you bring any beer with you to like share with friends while you were out there? Like, did you bring any beer from Portland and you could kind of compare side by side with some of the beers from Montana or, or Spokane or whatever? Well, what I did was I brought beers from home in the in the fear that I was going to run into nothing but bad beer. Ah. It was like my safety blanket. And I'm almost out of it, so that should tell you something. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I brought, I brought, let's see, I brought. Uh, some four packs of Wanderlust, a six pack of Stay West, a four pack of You and Me Vienna Lager, and the Fresh Hop ESB from our friends at Barrelick. Drink. Drink. Um, yeah, I I went to Breakside. I talked about this in the podcast already. I went to Breakside on Monday, and uh, I tried the Starstruck, the Ecliptic collab. That was, oh, yeah. I think that's what it was called, right? That was really good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that, and the the tasting note was lychee. Oh yeah. There was a lot of lychee yeah. flavor in that. I liked that one a lot. I also tried the U.S. Toberfest, which was a collab oh, with, with a California brewery. I forget the name of, but that was really good, too. Yeah, I had um, – I also – that reminds me, I also brought a crowler of that Oktoberfest and uh, the new Hellas Lager that I got tapped there. Mm. Let's say, good beer coming out of that Slapdown spot. I was going to say, you may have left, but – You'll always be a Breakside beer man. <laughs> for sure, for sure. You should see the – wait till the can art. Wait till the cans drop of Starstruck. All right, well, he dropped out there, but uh, we got the gist. So Montana likes Scotch Ales, and they like malty beers. That's okay. That's interesting. It's different. I would not have expected that. But, you know, every state's got their own little thing. Every state's got their own little thing. So we'll try a couple of those. Uh, I think – did he say – yeah, he, he brought the Scotch Ales. So we'll try some of that next week on the podcast. Uh, thanks to Patrick for hopping on the phone despite being uh, being out in Washington and uh, in driving. But uh, so there you go. There's our little report, our weekend beer. We do have a beer of the week coming up next. It was sitting in the fridge at the station. So uh, that's what we're going to be having. This is Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Time. Ooh, I got to do it this time because Patrick is uh, is out. Well, if you're at this point of the podcast, you already know that. Um, a little behind the scenes, I'm recording this first because Patrick is calling in to do his discussion about his trip so far, but I haven't talked to him yet. So this is going to be all out of order and a little like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. If you're listening, I'm recording this first before I call him in about 20 minutes. But uh, I was texting him yesterday like, hey, when do you want to do the call? When do you want to do the podcast? And he was like, oh, make sure you drink that beer that's in the fridge right now. It's a Pilsner. I went, oh, okay, sure. So uh, I am pouring for our beer of the week. Ooh, it's got a good head coming up on it. It is a Live Oak Pilsner from Austin's original. Well, it says Austin's original Pilsner. It's from Live Oak Brewing Company 
in Austin, Texas, I would imagine. I have become, yeah, Austin, Texas, extraordinary lagers and ales, craft brewed in Austin, Texas since 1997, using traditional beer making methods inspired by old world style beers. I think this may be a beer from The Messenger. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I guess we'll find out later on next week at some point when I ask Patrick if I remember to do so. But having a random Pilsner from Austin, Texas seems like a Messenger-style beer to me. So if this is from The Messenger, thank you, sir. Much appreciated. Um, I've been on a really big, does this count as a Crispy Boy thing? Like a really big Crispy Boy kick recently where I'm still getting my dark beers when I go out and I shop. And I'm still kind of trying a bunch of things. But I've been really, really digging these uh, these Pilsners and these light-bodied beers recently. If you listen to my Week in Beer from the first segment, I kind of dilly-dallied a little bit in that in that range again this weekend when I went to Market of Choice and grabbed myself some beers. So uh, this is a short can, and um, it's kind of got like it's a, it's a 12-ounce can, I should say. It's got the uh, – it's kind of an old-school-looking like uh, – like you would see on the side of a baseball stadium logo, it just says Pills with a Z in uh, bright yellow with a black uh, background, yellow and black can. Pretty cool, slick looking can, simple looking. I like the vibe of this. You're, you know, if you're having a simple Pilsner, having a nice little simple can kind of goes well with me on that. So uh, again, don't mind any sort of awkward pauses considering I'm doing this solo today, but uh, I'm going to take a sip and we'll see how this goes. Mm. Already very clean and refreshing on the nose. And yeah, that is uh, one more sip. Excuse me. I like that. I'm not sure. There's something slightly different about it. I'm having a hard time putting my finger on. Uh, I mean, it could be, I'm assuming this traveled. It's a little bit older now. This is a July 6th beer at this point. Uh, I know Pilsners can last longer than IPAs in that sense, so maybe it's a little bit of an age thing. I don't know, but uh, not in a bad way. It's just it's got a slightly different flavor. It's a little bit more um, light. Maybe I don't know. Maybe fruity would be the right word. There's a there's a certain brightness to it that you don't always get in Pilsners, or sometimes they're a little bit breadier, a little bit maltier, a little bit more uh, forward in the mouthfeel. This one kind of has a lot of a lot of bright flavors in it, right in the middle of the sip. Maybe there's a little bit of oxidization in it at the end. I'm not 100% sure because um, there is, you know, I've, I've been trying to learn some of the off flavors uh, based on like sometimes the age of the beer that you get and stuff like that. And maybe there's a little bit of that at the back end of this, but I am not as good at telling those flavors as Patrick is. So there might be a little bit of oxidization in this. I mean, it is what, five months old at this point, so, or three months old. <laughs> I can do math. Don't worry about me. Uh, so then maybe there may, maybe there's a little bit of that at the back end, but interesting beer. I do enjoy the fact that we've been getting to try some of these beers from out of state a little bit more, thanks in part to the messenger, but also just from some of the stuff that we've been seeing entering our marketplace here in Portland uh, from guys like Robbie Rhoda at Day One Distributing, who we've had on the podcast in the past. If you never heard that episode, that is a good one. Um... He makes it a point to get breweries that are making good beer into the Portland market. I believe his account, one of his accounts is Beachwood Brewing, which is uh, one of Patrick and I's favorites out of California from that we discovered on the podcast, basically, although I think Patrick had had it once before. Um, so it's kind of cool just to see these beers from out of state coming in here. I don't know if COVID has anything to do with that, if there's a 
if there's an extra push from some of these breweries to get into different markets because they're just trying to can everything and make as much money as they can, or if it's more of just that's kind of where we were going anyway, and it's just we're just seeing more of it now because, well, we're paying more attention to cans. We're not going you know, draft solely or anything like that. So maybe it's that, but uh, I'm just enjoying it. I'm, I'm having a fun time trying all these beers from, from different states. We're not always getting winners. I mean, if you listen to last week's episode, the interactive tasting room number two, we, we did not pick, uh, well, Patrick did not pick some of the best beers in the world. Uh, and you know, you're going to get some hit and miss ones like that. I and mean, not all of those were out of state, of course, but you're going to get some ones that are not, not up to your snuff or not up to your palate and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. And that's kind of one of those things that I've been that I preached on this podcast and I've tried to tell Patrick too. I think he's trying to do a better job of it. It's just, it's okay to have a bad beer every once in a while, because when you get shocked by a good one, it's going to be worth it. And there are more good beers out there than there are bad beers out there. In my opinion, I'm not sure everyone else agrees with that, but for me, it's like, you know, I mean, not everything's going to be like top of the line, blow your mind. Amazing, but you'll find yourself some beers that you enjoy. You know, I, I really, like I talked about earlier in the episode, I really kind of stretched myself a little bit this week and tried breweries I don't have very often or styles that are kind of interesting. Um, that collaboration one between Alesmith and Omnigang was really interesting, uh, and I'm glad that I tried it. I mean, it was a quad mixed with an imperial stout, and that's not something I ever would have thought I would uh, that would work together. I mean, it's something that I would probably like because of the styles that are mixed together, but not something that I've ever actually thought about. Like, ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That's a beer that I should that I should think about finding. So that was really really cool to try. Um, you know, I, I had the Cold Fire Italian style Pilsner, which I thought was really really good. And uh, you know, I tried that Heater Allen beer. Where you know, Heater Allen's great, of course. I just don't often go after their beers, and I tried that special one that they had. Uh, the McMinnville Special Lager or whatever it was called. Man, that was good. I really, really liked that one too. So you, you will often find some of those beers if you're kind of going out of your comfort zone a little bit. And every once in a while, you'll get a drain pour. I had a drain pour uh, two weeks ago when I picked a beer up off the shelf that I thought was going to be different than it was. And it wasn't. And it was not good. And I drain poured it. And, you know, that's okay. Uh, you know, if you can't afford to drain pour, then, well, you know, be a little bit more cautious. But, you know, it's a, what, a $4.50, 16-ounce can. So, I mean, look, that's... I don't want to drink bad beer either. So uh, it's a risk you got to be willing to take a little bit if you want to expand your horizons. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Patrick is back in town next week. Uh, I think he has been planning some stuff in the background for us to do. We might do a simple episode next week and then go out out and about with the uh, equipment and go out and record an episode somewhere. But uh, we are working on doing some cool stuff before, excuse me, before the rain hits. Beer of the Week was the Live Oak Pills from Live Oak Brewing in Austin, Texas. And uh, you also got a chance to hear about Patrick's trip. So uh, subscribe, rate, review wherever you find us. And uh, it helps us out. Also download the episodes. And Instagram.com slash beers on us is where you can find us as well if you'd like to DM us your thoughts on any various sundry beer topics. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa! And we'll see you guys next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.